Danny in Wisconsin, you're live with Stephen A. What's up, Danny? Talk to me. Stephen A. Smith, uh, when you think about the GOAT of sports, you think about Mike with six, Brady with seven rings. But where do you rank a guy like Lightning McQueen with seven Piston Cups? Hmm. I would tell you he wouldn't be the GOAT. How are you going to be the GOAT? Because you talk about the movie Cars, right? You talk about the movie Cars, right? I mean, when you talk yes, about Stripper King Weathers and, and, and Lightning McQueen, they're both tied with seven Piston Cups. Strip Weathers. You've got about him? How can you be the GOAT? You got somebody that's tied with that. you? You got somebody that's tied with you? Sorry, that ain't going to work. Well, I know you tried to catch me with that. You didn't think I knew that about that. You didn't think I knew about no, cars, hey, did you? Hey, when you think, you think about, okay. when you you think about slept on a brother. Though, you slept on a brother. Pits and cups. He's got 28 circuits. He's got 28 circuits under his belt. Strip Weathers has seven piston cups. I am not about to sit here and argue with a grown-ass man about the movie cars. Oh, come on now, Strip Weathers has seven piston cups. Presented by the good people at the Pod Belly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on the lives of over 352 of the Art Jacob Do America podcast. I'm your host in the place to be, Mr. Jacob Pete, and sitting right across from me is the triumphant return of the Brown Recluse, Mr. Art Trail, sitting there in his Devin Hester Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, baby. Jersey. Just got inducted. I know you edged out Antonio Gates for that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, sitting right across from me is the illustrious return of the Brown Recluse, Mr. Art Trail. Art, say hello to the millions. And millions. Guys, what the fuck is up? Guys, it is so wonderful to be back. I feel like this is fucking this. This is the start of the new year. What is today? February 11th, bro. This yeah. is this is the true start of the yeah. new year. Bro. Yeah, the brown new year. Yeah, this is like forget everybody hates January. Burn it. Write it down. Burn it. Whatever. Do some fucking Game of Thrones style funeral for it, where you flick a arrow and it lights the body on fire. That's January. That's whatever. We're, we're doing things big now. Guys, go to kmancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They got the coffee beans. They got the hibiscus seed. They got the cacao butter. They got fucking sweetheart deals going on. Use promo code AMERICA at checkout to receive 15% off. Tell them Mark Jacob sent you. Tell them fucking everybody on earth sent you. Uh, that's pretty much it. Take a picture of yourself wearing the fucking sweatpants. You know, fucking showing off the fucking dick creases and all that shit. You know, ladies like that shit. So if you're a single dude, if you're you're out there, you're just like, I don't know how how to to you know do the whole peacock thing with like 
attract the female peacocks. That's it. Caveman coffee sweatpants with with the showing off your. That's how we did it, baby. That's sh- how we did it. Showing off those like dick lines, you know. Yeah, dick root, if yeah. you will. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, use promo code America at checkout to receive fifteen percent off and tell Mark Jacobs that you. There you go. So speaking of sponsors, guys, I need everyone to head on over to SukerApparel.com where the great and powerful Nicole Smith-Bosch has put together an illustrious array of merchandise for your consumption pleasure. So check out the store. Uh, Valentine's Day is in three days, basically, so I don't think you're going to have enough time unless you overnight ship a bunch of stuff uh, to somebody that you want, love, or desire for Valentine's Day. Uh, But you know what? Hey. You know, love knows no boundaries, knows no dates or whatever, right? So give somebody that you love, want, or desire, or maybe just buy something that you love, want, or desire from the store. But before you hit checkout, guys, I need everyone to enter promo code Art and Jacob, and Nicole will give you 10% off your entire purchase. But Art, we're not here to talk about Dick Root and uh, <laughs> Valentine's Day, like overnight shipping uh, products to those that you want, love, or masturbate profusely to. Art, what are we here to talk about today? We're here to talk about the goats of sports, the greatest sports athletes of all time. Mm-hmm. Not sure how you want to title it. Maybe the great goat debate. The great goat debate. I like that. There you the go. The mass debate. Uh we unfortunately we're supposed to be joined by a third party today. That's why we did this topic. But anyway, outside I hear the dogs barking. Uh, we can check. Now, he can sit out there for a couple more minutes if he is, but I don't. I, he didn't text me. So, yeah. but anyways, we're not here to talk about that. About no call, no shows. Uh, we're here to talk about <laughs> the greatest players of all time. And the reason why I brought this topic up, not only because the guest we were going to have this week suggested it, uh, kind of thing, but um, also too, uh, in the media right now, uh, as we're recording this, uh, it is Super Bowl Sunday. We were literally about four or five hours from kickoff. And um, it's getting kicked around a lot that, you know, one Patrick Mahomes, if he wins this year's Super Bowl, uh, could be in contention for the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't know if you agree with that or not. Uh, We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But um, that was getting kicked around a lot. Uh, LeBron James uh, put on on X or Twitter or whatever it's called now, that hourglass thing, like kind of like time is ticking or whatever. People like to call him the GOAT. Kobe Bryant just got a statue outside, one of his three statues that are going to be outside of Staples Center. I know you said you you didn't get to go to that one. Have you ever seen the one that's on the mountain cliff with him and his daughter? Yeah. That, to me, is one I definitely want to see. Oh, 100%. Just because I I do want to do the hike. That one is like touching to the point of like, probably go up there i'm not even a fucking laker fan at all but i want to go up there and like fucking just put some flowers there oh like, dude 100 percent. yeah they uh i've said this a lot of times like he's a pretty inspirational mm-hmm. guy you know like I, I like kobe i don't like the lakers i don't i know you like Shaq, but i don't know how your, your favorite player can't beat kobe like if i was a laker fan like that dude is the the dude I hate Shaq, but <laughs> <laughs> anyways, we'll get into it. But um, no, uh, you know, is Derek Fisher even said it during his uh, speech with Kobe statue? He said, "Man, when it comes to you know the goat debate," and he just stopped short of saying, "Like your your father was pretty much it." You know, people put him right up there with um, who we'll talk about is probably the goat of basketball. But you know, the word "greatest of all time," I think it was coined by LL Cool J on one of his very mediocre albums. Mm-hmm. That's how it gets uh, coined as "greatest of all time," goat basically. Um, but it's being tossed around a lot this week. So I said, "Hey, we talk about shit like this all the time on the Patreon. Why don't we put some research behind it?" And talk about who we believe is the greatest of all time in each sport. Let, let, let's let's start with with 
mixed martial arts or combat sports, I guess. Okay. Do you have a GOAT that comes to mind right away for you? If we're talking about MMA, it's definitely John Jones. I mean... John Bones Jones? Correct. I mean, he's... John Cocaine Jones? (laughs) (laughs) Thick line McGee, yeah. Yeah. No, it's got to be John Jones just because you always see in, especially in mixed martial arts and also in boxing, like there's this high that you see, like they're untouchable, and then there's this dramatic just drop-off where they lose like two, three, four in a row. Of course. Father Time is undefeated. (sighs) Yes, that's the only undefeated. But also right next to him in the undefeated category is John Jones, where it's just like he's gone through all these problems, all these distractions, and he just seems to only get better. You know, he goes from the, you know, uh, the light heavyweight division and jumps up into the heavyweight division and could seemingly beat anybody in that division as well. So it's just, it, it's it's amazing to see. He does have one loss on his record, but it wasn't even because someone beat him. It's because <laughs> he had someone down on the, the mat and he was doing what's called a 12-6 elbow. And he's basically murdering the guy yeah. <laughs> on the mat and got disqualified. And that's, you know, a technical loss. But he went in the true sense of the form, he's still undefeated, even with all these distractions that would have... Wasn't um, Khabib also undefeated? He was, yes. Yeah. Khabib is one of those really interesting guys. I just... So, I'm not trying to put Khabib as my my GOAT, MMA GOAT or anything like that. I'm not even a very big big MMA guy. Mm -hmm. But the guy to me, especially back in like, I would say around 2013 or whatever when this guy's documentary came out. I think it was the documentary is called like Like Water. It's oh, the Anderson, Anderson Silva. Silva. And like that to me was just like, dude, this guy is like remarkable. Like r- record aside. Because like if we're going off like records or anything like that, then like by by that logic, Bill Russell's the greatest of all time. That's you know? true, yeah. And it's like to me it's like what I saw Anderson Silva do and adapt, even at his later age when like his legs are all broken and shit, and like, <laughs> like he was clearly not himself anymore. But his fighting style and his like what he brought to the game and really put Brazil on the map more than anybody had before. Um, who is the guy who used to wear like geese back in the day? Like oh Gracie, Gracie, yeah. Like he put Brazil on the map, but I don't think anyone put like made it as like a as a very viable thing of like you need to learn brazilian style jiu-jitsu um and that was like anderson silva like he changed the game obviously there's like the big wrestling american wrestling style and like what's going on in like russian wrestling style and all these things that are happening worldwide but brazilian jiu-jitsu was like a thing because of Anderson Silva, in my opinion. And he was such an amazing striker, even in his later years where he's, you know, he's beating, you know, professional boxers. Yeah, he goes up against Jake Paul, but, you know, like you said, father time is undefeated. I mean, that's the only way Jake Paul defeats him. Jake Paul is not defeating a prime Anderson Silva. That's just not happening. But it goes to show you, like, he was a master not only of just, you said, like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but also of, in the striking and boxing as well. So that's what made him so special where a lot of people can consider him one of the goats of MMA. I think overall John Jones is it, but I think you're not getting an argument from me if you say fucking Anderson Silva either. Yeah. I would probably say Anderson Silva. Keep in mind, I'm not like the biggest MMA guy, but from everything I've seen in MMA and like everything I've like, like fighting style, like how impressive that guy was like watching like his highlight fights is just, it is, pretty impressive i really really like watching like anderson obviously not 
later on Anderson Silva once like his leg snapped and all this stuff. But yeah. like, but he is a super impressive guy who like changed the game. Now, what about boxing? That's a tough one, just because you know MMA is a, really a baby when it comes to sports. You can you can't go wrong with saying guys like a Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. I think Joe Frazier's been, been very underrated. Um, it's it's really tough. I mean, for me, at least in my lifetime, like from my what I've seen, I think it's it's a very like hot thing to say Muhammad Ali, like yeah. the iconic picture of him standing over. Rocky like, Marciano. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> staying there looking like a badass. But it's, for my money and my generation and what I saw with my own two eyes, it does not get better than Mike Tyson. To me, Mike Tyson was the GOAT. At least like that. Prime Mike Tyson? Prime Mike Tyson saying like heavyweight champion of the world. Like mm-hmm. that. that is like just that phrasing alone. Like we haven't had a monster like Mike Tyson since Mike Tyson. So it's Correct. like to me, Mike Tyson um yeah i mean i guess the 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 default and then this is going to be a theme of it you know i'm not claiming to be like the biggest boxing fan but boxing has been around since i was a little kid like that was like the main thing that when they ordered pay-per-views like when i was a kid like my dad when my dad was still around (laughs) (laughs) and like you know my uncle was still around yeah you know that's that that's what they would order they would order boxing events or whatever right and when mike tyson was in his prime like he was the dude or whatever right Forget all the fucking fancy, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, what the word I'm trying to say, the elegance of, you know, of a Muhammad Ali, whatever. Mike Tyson would just cut through that like a ninja sword, just knock your fucking ass out. He even has like that quote. He goes, everybody has a game plan until they get punched in the face. Right. Yeah. And like even like that, that psychological factor, too, where like he he's like, if I if I looked you straight in the eyes and you looked away or if you blinked. I know I had you or whatever, right? Like even that game, like it was just like you never saw that before, even after. People, a lot of people mimic it or whatever, but to a lesser degree, a fake degree or whatever. But like when it came to like that beast, that dog of a prime Mike Tyson, I don't know if Muhammad Ali beats that guy. I don't know if George Foreman beats that guy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Floyd Mayweather, he's a different, you know, weight He's a class. little guy. He's a little tiny dude or whatever, right? He's technically undefeated, except for an amateur as he lost. But... I mean, I don't put Floyd in there just because, like, of the style. Yes, he's a great defensive boxer or whatnot, but, like, just for... That's the other thing. Let's face it. There is a style to this. There is, like, that pounder, heavyweight pounder style. Mm -hmm. There is a defensive style, like the smaller guys. There's, like, Mexican fighter style, Mm -hmm. which is the sexiest style, to be honest. I mean, not to be biased towards, like, my people, but... Mexican style boxing is is what you see a dude like Triple G fights in Mexican style and like that's why Danny or whatever yeah yeah and like that's why people like him so much because he fights Mexican style better than most Mexican fighters and it's Mm. like it is a very very like eye candy style of boxing where it's just like it's smart it's fast you have to go sideways to sideways and like you know like no one talks about Triple G in in like the goat debate even though he was up there for a long time of like having one of the mm-hmm. best records out there you know didn't dodge anybody um but um i don't know boxing is it's been around so long yeah. and there's been so many eras of boxing and like yeah. different styles and like even like muhammad ali like people weren't fighting like muhammad ali fought when he first started fighting like that with like his foot movements shifting in and out you mm-hmm. know like 
dude basically you know all of his like amazing quotes of like sting like a butterfly or, or like, like a butterfly like a butterfly sting like <laughs> a bee. Also, yeah he does if you talk about <laughs> floyd mayweather yeah 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 yeah. Flo- yeah yeah i mean and it and it's it's kind of it's kind of like kind of a weird thing but i, I for for me at least from the fight because i never got to see muhammad ali fight you know yeah. like like for me what i got to see was mike tyson and like there was nothing more badass than Mike Tyson. I mean, I think Canelo now is like, like, is pretty fucking like standard, the standard, the gold standard right now of mm-hmm. a dude that like does not dodge anybody. It's pretty badass. Mexican dude. I am biased towards Mexican dudes like that. And that's where I was going to go too. Like, Mike Tyson, I don't know. I don't know if I put him, I'm, I'm going to default to Muhammad Ali just because like that's the intelligent thing. My, but my heart's going to say Mike Tyson. Yeah. But then the other side, the left ventricle, the bottom of my heart is going to yeah. say Julio Cesar Chavez because that's the yeah. other guy, my dad and my uncle, when they would order pay per views, that's who they ride and died with. And it's just yeah. like that guy, I mean, everyone gives um, Floyd May with, what is he, 51 and no right now? Yeah. But people forget, like, fucking Julio Cesar Chavez had, at one time, I think he was, like, 75-0. and Yeah. And they like to discredit because, like, oh, no, he's fighting nobodies in Mexico. But it's like, no, those nobodies, they're fighting that Mexican style. They're not fighting that defensive style. Like, they're they're just basically walking backwards for, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And don't get me wrong. There is something impressive about defensive style Mm -hmm. because you do have to, like, go in there and, and, like, take your, you know, like, like, Manny Pacquiao, like you know, he's another very good defensive defensive style boxer. Mm-hmm. You know, like where he takes his strikes, but he's walking backwards a lot of times. You know, I don't know. To me, it's it is. I agree with you. There's there's just so many eras and times where it's just like, could prime Mike Tyson take on prime Muhammad Ali? Like that'd be f- insane, bro. Like, take all of my fucking money. That like, that would be the biggest pay per view like, of all time. Like if we can invent time traveling right now, dude. Like. Yeah. Yeah, it's like fuck, dude. Like, take my fucking money, dude. That's insane. <laughs> we get Doc from Back in the Future. Like, we gotta <gasps> see the greatest event of all time. Marty, Marty, hey, Marty. Oh, hey, Muhammad Ali's fighting uh, Mike Tyson in his prime before oh, the rape, before all that, before before he did some time in, in records, <laughs> <laughs> before the tattoo on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, moving on from that, I mean, we're gonna start with stuff that we don't know as well, and then move on to you know yeah, things yeah. that we do know a little bit more. Uh, but you mentioned hockey. Um, who would hockey. you put in as your you know hockey what? goat? You know, that's one of those other ones that it's like, all right, hockey, everybody's – you'd be an idiot to not be like Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky. That's what you're going to see over and over and over. But to me, I didn't watch hockey in that era, dude. To me, in my opinion, at least – and then this is, you know, a little bit biased. Like, hands down, the greatest American hockey player. And I'm saying that, like – American, like, because Wayne Gretzky, what is he, Canadian or something? Oh, yeah, he's Canadian as well. So, like, as far as the greatest American hockey player, and he played for the Blackhawks, and he played in the era that I watched him, it's Patrick Kane. Okay. And so, like, I'm going to go Patrick Kane as that dude that's just, like, that dude won at every level, won as an American. Like, you know, there is a, like, you know, Mexican-American pride in me where it's just, like, that's my – you know, if I'm over here saying Canelo because I like his style, I'm also saying Patrick Kane is like that's that's an American dude. Like you know, Proud like to fly, be an I, American. Yeah, it's like not to be all like cowboy boots and Trump flag right now, but like <laughs> like that's me going like, dude, that's my dude. Like I yeah, yeah. I do, I wore that dude's jersey. I saw those championships. Like mm-hmm. to me, that was like he was the man on a 
on a on a very good team, he was the man. Like you uh-huh. know, and I love that. Like to me, Patrick Kane is my dude. Yeah, always will be. I mean, again, I got just because of my ignorance, I'm just gonna have to uh, default to Wayne Gretzky. I've been in other uh, you know players that you hear a lot in the goat debate for hockey is Bobby Orr, Mario Lemieux, uh, Gordy Howe, um, and then Alexander Ovechkin. Um, and then Sidney Crosby. Those are all Sydney ones. Sidney Crosby, yeah. Those are all ones that, you know. But then again, I don't know hockey for shit. Yeah. I, 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 I got Connor into Connor Bedard, <laughs> rookie of the year, Connor Bedard. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I just get into it for a cup of coffee whenever the LA Kings are hot and whatever. Yeah. But um, it's just not my thing. So I'm just going <laughs> to default to. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no big deal. I mean, I just wanted to put that in there because if we're talking sports, then I wanted to touch on these sports. And yeah. that. That to me, like that was like when I, when you said that, I was like, I was like baseball go. Who's that for me? And, and like, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not basing these off of like what ESPN is saying. I'm basing these off of dudes that I actually saw because I'm not gonna be like, oh Babe Ruth, <laughs> you're a fucking fool if you don't say Babe Ruth. And it's like, dude, I never saw Babe Ruth play. I'll be yeah. honest with you, I think like I mean Jackie this- Robinson, like awesome, whatever broke the color barrier but i never got to see him play bro like yeah. like Ty, you mean to tell me you're not gonna shoeless show jackson yeah it's just like uh, joe jackson I, i'm yeah. only here here's the asterisk to everything i'm gonna say these are players that i got to see in my lifetime okay and i do think that every sport now with sports science with nutrition with like sleeping habits and all these things and like you know i was listening to um to another podcast, the Nate Nate Bergazzi, Nate Lamb podcast, and they were talking about how during Super Bowl one, the quarterback from the Kansas City Chiefs during halftime, like they're showing footage of like them in their in their in their locker room at halftime, and the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs is sitting there smoking a cigarette, and it's just like that wouldn't happen today. Yeah, it's like you're there's no image like even even dudes that smoke cigars and things like that like there's no coach that would allow that like yeah. a dude smoking a cigar at halftime reading the newspaper like sports have come such a long way where it's like your body needs to be in like peak like mm-hmm. like shape now where it's like and I do feel like you know this is the best time for sports you know in the last like 30 years where it's like we're we're seeing the evolution of Michael Jordan going to the Bulls and having dudes that are on cocaine. The, <laughs> the best player on that Jordan rookie year was George Gerben, who had just gotten traded from the Spurs. And, like, Jordan talking about, like, you're the only dude I respect in this team, so, like, it's going to be me and you. And, like, George Gerben being like, uh, <laughs> why aren't you partying with the other guys? You know, like, it's it's different than, like, even the worst team in basketball now is like sports nutrition, yeah, sports psychology, sport. Like, why is Ben Simmons not shooting? The, you know, like, why? What's going on? Like, everything is super analyzed. Twenty-four hour sports media now. It is different than back in the day. Than like the bad boy, like the bad boy Pistons stuff, where like I'm just gonna hit somebody. Like that's not gonna <laughs> fly anymore. Like now you need actual talent. And, yeah, like, Draymond. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so soccer. Let's move into soccer or football, oh, if you will. Yeah. So this one I thought was interesting because I don't, again, I don't know, like, um, uh, like hockey, I don't know a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Again, Pele, you know, but like when you get into more of the meat and potatoes of it, like there is names like Maradona and then, um, you know, Messi. So it's for you, for somebody that actually like knows about soccer, that's why I want to pick your brain about how do you feel about that? Who would it, you go it, in it's, that? It's, it's really tough because again, it's, it's eras. Soccer doesn't 
evolved too too much. Like I think a guy like Pele could play in today's whatever, but he's you know anybody that comes from Brazilian style soccer knows the the like the beautiful like Juega Bonito. Like it's it's a little bit different. I grew up watching Ronaldinho play. Like he was like beautiful soccer player. Like Messi, awesome. You know Argentinian style. I'm trying to think like. Just so many, like so many names of like goat guys come to mind. It's hard for me not to be like, like Messi is the goat. Like at least in my lifetime, what what I've seen, like Ronaldinho, I'll always have biased feelings towards him. Um, another biased feelings, like goalkeeper at least. Like, um, I think Jorge Campos was another dude that was like he's a he's a goalkeeper, so you don't you know didn't score any any like crazy feats although i think he did score goals even as a goalkeeper he would leave his goalpost and like go like whenever they're they were down is like, that that guy that was like the scorpion kick or whatever uh well no i don't i'm not familiar with that but um he played for pumas which is another reason i like him he uh, played for okay. my dad's team which i have adopted as my team and then he played for the la galaxy and played for like chicago fire but he was the national like Mexican national team captain for many years. Like Jorge Campos is like staple of like Mexican soccer. Like you could put him on there and that's what I grew up watching. But um I would say Messi is like a really strong choice. Like, you know, Messi's done everything. Like Messi is just like like how can you not like Messi at this point? Like he's done done it all. He's like never like shied away. Like like there is no like, well, he, you know, he didn't play at the highest level or he didn't win this. You know, you could say that about like Ronaldo now, which is probably his like closest competition. But like Ronaldo is pretty much like never won a World Cup, was kind of like, you know, even his time is like when he played for Manchester, like even in Manchester, like things were falling apart pretty quick. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can say that about Messi's time in PSG, but like, like. Messi, just the body of work for Messi is just like un. It's hard to argue again. Yeah. yeah, and he comes from like no offense to like Portuguese, like the country of Portugal, but when you Argentina and like their passion for soccer is like one of the most unrivaled places. Like it is like intense what the way like Argentina Argentina brings to to that level. So and the fact that he not only like lived up to it but surpassed everything like incredible like that's why i would probably say messy Messi. and especially since like i've gotten to see him play and all this stuff like i would say messy and then he could go back between eras you think i think he could play in any era same thing with like a pele i don't think um like maradona like i don't think he could play in any era okay because like because like, <laughs> i know this is like a uh ongoing thing but i remember like when i had like a I was very uh, into like you know message boards or whatever, and a lot of like European people really into like hip hop, right? And like they would talk, they would get into like side conversations like about soccer, which I was like, I don't know, this is where I'm going to take a step back, guys. Yeah. But I would read all the comments, and they would talk about Maradona this, Maradona that, Maradona this, Maradona that, and it's just like okay. And then like you like when you get into like the goat debate with soccer, like his name is is always thrown in there, but you're saying no, right? I'm saying no. And just to, as a peace offering to any Argentinian person that just got offended, that's why I'm saying, Messi. but Messi, you do have a... Here's the thing about Maradona. Maradona's like greatest accomplishment, winning the World Cup 
in Mexico City is known for the hand of God thing, you know, like where like he basically handballed the goal in and he's like, well, it was the hand of God. And it's like, that to me is just like your greatest moment came with like, that wouldn't happen today with VAR. Like VAR would have stopped that. Like now we can have replays and stuff like that. Like you, plus he, he was like a party guy. Like, I, I don't know. Oh, just okay. to me, it's just like, you know, to me, that's the equivalent of like, well, why are we talking about George Gerben as one of the greats? You know, like, don't get me wrong. I love George Gerben, but like, could He's, George Gerben, like, even though like Michael Jordan pretty much took every George Gerben move and made it his own, like Michael Jordan made it his own. Yeah. And like, 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 yes, I understand Maradona's amazing and he's definitely like top five of all time but to me he's closer to five you know like i i you know with Messi being one and you know you fill in the blanks there yeah yeah so it's like to me and then again i'm biased i like jorge campos a lot jorge campos is like one of the goats of all time for me the 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 scorpion kick uh player i was talking about was named renee iguita <laughs> he has like a, yeah. a Netflix documentary I thought was fucking hilarious because like he this badass fucking like little scorpion kick thing he does, but then also too like he just has like this like <laughs> very unique look I should say check yeah. out the Patreon for that. But anyways, do you want to move into NBA? Let's do NBA, and All really right. this is the one that I'm sure is yeah is uh what, what do you have? Yeah, so this this is probably the one like I probably have the most knowledge. Basketball is my favorite sport. I put it above uh, football for sure, uh-huh. um, but um, for me, um, unequivocally, it's Michael Jordan and then everybody else. And it's weird when people try to make um, debates past that. Like I know it's like sexy, like the big Stephen A. Smith kind of thing. Is this like LeBron James is the goat, or even like the kids now? Like you see, like in the messages, like you know, whenever anything's posted or whatever, right? Like the reasoning for LeBron James, because you know it's uh, has the most points and all these things and whatnot. But like to me, it's just like I've you've said this a few times, where you said players that I've gotten to see, I've gotten to see of the majority of Michael Jordan's career live as it was unfolding. Right? Yeah. Comes into the league in '84, basically a year before I was born. Um, but I got to see all of the '90s stuff. You know, some of the '80s stuff, uh, even both comebacks. Um, just his mark that he left on the league as well as other players on the league, right? Like when Jordan was in the league, nobody was winning. You know, mm-hmm. Barkley is ringless because of that. Malone is ringless because of that. Uh, Kim Olajuwon would have been ringless if it wasn't, you know, for Jordan retiring for that year and a half and whatnot, going off and playing baseball. But basically, like, he was just a murderer. Nobody won on his watch kind of thing. Once he figured it out, you know what I'm saying? And then going back and watching like that documentary, um, The Last Dance, the the era that I didn't get to watch, you know, basically when I was an infant. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, we're blessed enough to have like NBA TV and where you can watch, you know, early Jordan. Even that Jordan like would be the, the, the even like Phil Jackson when he was talking about at Kobe statue where he was just like a, a killer from the start that had to be wrangled in like and learn about timing, about, like, this is when you kill, this is when you lay back, this is when you pass the ball kind of thing. Like, even that Jordan, like we were talking about, like, with, you know, Maradona, mm-hmm. that Jordan, that early Jordan in today's NBA, yeah, you're seeing, like, players like, you know, Devin Booker and, um, you know, uh, what's his name from the Mavericks? Um, Luka? Luka Doncic um, scoring, like, 70 points and whatnot. That Jordan would have got easily over 100 points 
multiple nights, Mm -hmm. you know, in this era and whatnot, right? And so that to me, like, that's like, that's why I put Jordan as the GOAT. You mentioned it, you know, like how he he had a lot of moves that he took from Gervin and even Jerry West and, you know, um, what was the other one? Dr. J, Mm -hmm. things like that that he took. But Jordan built upon those and he basically became undefendable. You know, you couldn't defend a Michael Jordan unless you fucking clotheslined him yeah. <laughs> like a Bill Lambeer. That a whole fucking team, 12, 13, 14, 15 men were assembled to stop one man. Yeah. Like you do not see that in today's NBA. You know, one of the things that gets really underrated with him is he was on the same team his pretty much his entire career. I know that he went to the Wizards later on, but um for the most part, he was on that team like when it was shitty, when it was like when he got good, like he saw that team get built up around him basically. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a tough thing to do. Like it is tough to consistently. And that to me is like, all right, if people want to make the, the, uh, the LeBron James argument, you know, he dipped out on Cleveland to go build a super team. So I kind of discredit those, those like Miami rings, not the scrap. I mean, he won championships there. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, okay. He comes back to Cleveland. Once Cleveland is basically like builds a super team around <laughs> like him. like six number one fucking picks. Yeah, and shit. it's like, okay. And he goes there. And then he goes to the Lakers when it's like, okay, well, Anthony Davis has to be like, it was like, to me, it's like, it's not the same thing. It's a, we're talking about two different things altogether. Like, mm-hmm. this is not Jordan teaming up with like, Barkley. Barkley or something like that. Like, this is not that at all. Like, I understand that free agency's always been a thing, but there is something very special about a dude. If you want to talk about a Kobe or a Tim Duncan or those kind of guys, a Dirk, Dirk, where they stayed in their teams, like, they are staples of those of iconic franchises. There is something very beautiful and, and iconic about that. And not only that, but like leaving the the organization better than when you came into it kind of thing. Like you you look at the Chicago Bulls. The the NBA was on the brink of bankruptcy when Jordan came into the league and yeah. then they became the second most profitable uh sports industry in all of America after he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> but like even the the Chicago Bulls, like he was fa- he was always fighting an uphill battle even behind the scenes, like the front office, like their owner is notorious for being one of the cheapest owners in all of sports, right? Mm-hmm. I think he owns also the Chicago White Soxes too. So like there was never like going to be that moment where like Jordan financially was ever going to get, you know, a Barkley on his team or a fucking, uh, you know, John Stockton or somebody like to help, you know, make him even more undefeatable kind of thing, you know, form Voltron, if you will, or whatever. Like yeah. it was just like whoever was going to be with him was going to have to come in like at the cheap <laughs> market price or whatever, right? The cheapest price as possible. You had to roll with like Ron Harper and, you know, fucking all these like pieces they had to cobble together. Like they had to like steal basically Tony Kukoc from, you know, Eastern Europe and shit, and Luke Longley from Australia. Like, they had a couple. So he was always facing, like, an uphill battle, not only, you know, on the court, but off the court as well. And to me, like, that's another reason that separates Jordan, whereas, like, LeBron has the opposite going on, where it's just, like, everybody rolls out the red carpet. How can we appease you? When in reality, like, the Lakers probably should have traded LeBron at this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, kind of thing, where it's just, like, Jordan, you would never have those kind of conversations. And then that's even too, like the, the bulls probably would have been together if it wasn't for Jerry Krause, 
you know, wanting to blow up that team. Yeah. You know, like Jordan could have easily had like as many championships as Bill Russell. And I think for me too, like why I don't put like, and then the whole championship ring thing. I know like six is like the gold standard because that's what Jordan won. But we tend to forget like there's players like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who won more than him. Uh, Bill Russell who won more than him. But they won in eras like where people are hyped. <laughs> we're playing, you yeah, know, yeah. kind of thing. So, of course, you're going to have 11 championships and whatnot. So it's just like when you talk about eras, like, you know, the the George Mike in, like, even Walt Chamberlain, like, God bless his soul. Like, he was an athletic freak, and I think he would have been a good, you know, you know, player, you know, even in today's NBA, possibly, you know, a starter somewhere. But I don't think he would have dominated like a Shaq, like – uh, you know, a Kimelage one like a, a Joel Embiid kind of thing or whatever, right? I think it's just a different beast altogether than the, you know, the older era that you were playing in, you know? Uh, so, like, when I look at, like, a Jordan, I think Jordan dominates in any, any era. Kobe dominates in any era. Magic Johnson dominates in any era kind of thing. Dirk, you know, uh, all those D- players. Dirk was one of those guys that, like, was almost ahead of his time. Like, you see seven-footers now doing what Dirk is doing, like, more and more often, right? But Dirk was really the first guy to do that. Like, you know, the the modern-day big man, like a Joel Embiid where he's shooting threes or whatever, like, Victor Victor Weminyama, like, dude's 7'4", like, looks like a fucking cartoon character out there, and he's shooting threes and, like, handling the point guard position. It's like, this is ridiculous. Like, this modern-day era is, like, is it's pretty wild, I can definitely see Jordan still dominating in this in this modern day era. Yeah, but to me it, it all just comes down to like the fact that he was consistently there, you know, was like the staple of the Bulls franchise. Like mm-hmm. I agree, like did did the did the game become better because of you? And the answer really is yes for for, for him. He changed the game in a really positive way. I, I honestly make the argument that LeBron James is changing the game in a really negative way. He's taking free agency and turning it into like let's just hang out with my buddies type of thing, you know? Yeah. Um I don't like where NBA is headed. I, I think that it's becoming like this like like weird weird reality TV show style thing because of LeBron. LeBron has made it into that, made it made free agency into a different style of business. Obviously it's a business in the sense that like they want to get paid, but, but now it's like, like, I don't know. And then I saw something where like LeBron James said coming down, coming back from three, from a three, one deficit puts me in the goat conversation. And I feel like if you have to put off those talking points, you're not in the, you're not in the goat conversation. Like, like nobody was saying like, like, but never mind that Kyrie Irving <laughs> hit the game-winning shot for you to be able to do that. Never mind fucking Kevin Love grabbed all those crucial rebounds. Never mind that Ray Allen hit that three yeah. that prevented the Spurs from winning that championship. From so it's just like all those things happen. But when you talk about like Jordan, he was the catalyst behind that. He's the one hitting the game-winning shot. He's the one making the key steal on Carl Malone and hitting it on Byron Russell. You know, all of those things, like even it goes into like my next question I was going to ask you is like, if Jordan is the go, we can by and far agree on that. Right. Yeah. Who are you putting at a number two then? That's really tough 
that that is really really tough because I do think that that's really tough. That's that's a tough question. Um. Hmm. That is, that is a really tough question because a couple of things come into. I mean, I want to say Kareem. Like, I I, I want to say that that it has to be Kareem because Kareem kind of changed the game for a big man, the big man position. Uh, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know. Okay. To me, I mean, for a while, it, to me, it was Magic Johnson for a long, 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 long time, right? If Jordan was just like, okay, Jordan, and then we move on to number two or whatever, right? And it was magic just because he, again, changed the game kind of thing. And yeah. then when you look at his career from the moment he steps into the NBA, it's like NBA finals, NBA championship, NBA finals, NBA championships. You get AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> you have to retire. Then you come back to the league and you bring the Lakers back into like, you know, playoff contention and whatnot. Right. And so it's just like, that's unheard of. Could play all five positions, uh, still like, you know, topping, you know, you know, the league and, you know, assists or whatnot. Right. And like, it was, it, it, it he was just like the leader of leaders kind of thing. Like even on the dream team or whatever, right. They, yeah. they had a separate, they had to make a dream team, a and B team just because it's like, yeah, Jordan's going to want to lead a team, but like magic is like the on floor general or whatever. How many players could say that above him or whatever. Right. But when it was all said and done, you know, especially like, you know, after the, you know, the helicopter crash or whatever, when you look at everything and you look at, you know, all the who, what, when, why, and where, or whatever, I'd have to put Kobe at number two, just because of the fact, just of like the pure, like what everybody, like NBA players say, who played both with and against him, they're like, yeah, it's it's Jordan and Kobe. What AI said, like he would know above anybody else because he played against prime, he, he played against both prime, both players in their prime, you know, kind of thing. And to me, like it goes down to like that killer instinct that I'm putting the team on my back. I'm willing you know, I only saw two players in the history of me watching the NBA be able to will a game, you know, to what they wanted. And it was just those two guys or whatever. And then everybody else let the pieces fall where they may. So to me, it's it's Kobe two. I guess I would put Magic three. And to give the devil his due, I will put LeBron James at number four, even though it pains me to say that. Mm-hmm. Like I fought hard, like not to have him at that position in my head, but it's just like he's doing incredible things at age forty that I've I haven't seen anybody that age do. But a lot of that has been like he's been cradled his whole career to be able to last that long. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jordan, Kobe, you know, players like a Shaq, like a Tim Duncan, they had to put their bodies through hell. So that by yeah, the man, it, it's tough. Like I can't even. I'll be honest with you. That's where I disagree with you already. Like I think, I, I like LeBron. What LeBron? Like to me, it's like mm-hmm. like you haven't even put Kareem in there, dude. Like Kareem is He's number like, five. Yeah. Like to me, it's like to me, like Kareem is arguing for number number. Like if there's anybody that's gonna make an argument for greater than Jordan, I think it's Kareem. And like, um, and then from then on, it's like, t- dude, there's so many other dudes that I'm just like, bird. Oh, like I, I would put, I would put Larry Bird over him. I would put Steph Curry over him. I'd put Tim Duncan over him, like over LeBron. I'm talking about like, like, 
like to me like his championships are the most like if we're talking championships like the dude has like has like Miami championships are like the most fluff championships ever and he's got a bubble ring and it's just like to me it's just like really the one in Cleveland is like his best like claim to fame is is that, that one was Kyrie yeah and it's like and even then it's just like that's to me it's just like that's the one that it's just like that's his best like you know like thing to hold on to and like I don't even, I, I don't even like, like yeah, he's putting up stats, but like, like he's never done it. Like he's never done anything where like he blows my mind, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's goat status, you and, know. Like and, and being able to watch him as a Laker too, it gets like day in and day out for like the what the last five six years or whatnot. Like he sometimes is like a detriment on the court. And how many times can you say that about a Kobe or a Jordan, where they were a detriment on the court? You can't say that. It was never that. Even like when Kobe, like <laughs> he tore his Achilles tendon, he went back, he marched his ass back out there and hit two free throws and whatnot, right? Like even when he was older and coming back from like that double Achilles, you know, surgery or whatever, like he was an asset to the team, both defensively and offensively and whatnot. And I think that's too like where it's just like when people talk about LeBron being the goat, like it's like no, it's like it's. I'd also put Kobe above Michael Magic Johnson. Oh, like, same here. That's why he's my number two. Like, let me think. Because even Magic even puts him above him at that point. Yeah. You know, people. I'm looking at the list here. A lot of people are putting like Wilt Chamberlain. I never really get to see Wilt Chamberlain. The funny thing about that is like Wilt. I think he would do well in this league, but I don't think he would put up Wilt numbers just because, like I said, he was playing against a lot of guys our size. <laughs> you know, people were yeah. their five feet. <laughs> something stage yeah, or whatever it, it's it's really rough because it's like for me hands down like magic jordan that's like the number one guy i feel like to find an argument in him is really really tough like that's that is really really tough and then i feel like right after that it's almost preferences like to me it's like i prefer like if i had to build a team like I would prefer a, a Tim man. Duncan. I would prefer a Steph Curry. I would prefer, I would even prefer a Giannis over him. To be honest with you, like there's guys I would prefer right now, like even in their prime, like rookie year. I would give me that guy. It's to me, it's like, oh, what's the dude, the running back for the Browns? He was a, a Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Jim Brown has a quote where he says, "Give me the heart of Walter Payton, and like I'll give you the greatest man ever." And to me, like. Like, he's not saying, like, I'm giving you the greatest football player ever. I'm not doing any of that shit. To me, that is a thing that LeBron James lacks. Hard. And, and not to not to question anything, his basketball skill, his basketball IQ, physique. The dude's, like, 7'9 and built like a brick house. Seven, nine. Or, sorry, he's built 6'9 and built like a brick house. You know, like, yeah. that dude can really play all five positions if he really wanted to. Like, like he is... He is what you would want if you cooked up a lab like basketball player, but where's the heart? And that to me is the problem with him that he there's never been a moment when things get hard for him. He really chooses to switch teams, and like that to me is like that is the thing where it's like you you never you never showed that, mm. and that's been my biggest flaw. Like if you if you show me you know Michael Jordan, it's like. The dude was gone for two years. The dude like lost his dad. Lost, lost his dad and like was going through all these things and like and like he constantly showed you the heart, the flu game, the shot, the like, all these things that were just like 
iconic Space Jam, like the good Space <laughs> Jam, not the <laughs> shitty Space Jam. Not the, not the brown one. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, like to me, it's like that to me is go legendary status. Yeah. That to me is overcoming. That to me is Kobe Bryant being labeled as the number, you know, number eight Kobe going through a fucking rape case allegation, all this shit, coming back as 24 Kobe Bryant with Paul Gasol winning championships. To me, that's like, that's the Tim Duncan thing where, yeah, you won early in your career and all of a sudden there's an eight-year gap and you come back in 2014 to take on the Miami Heat game and win that shit and win, like, your fifth championship in, like, a very, like, intense, iconic, you know, beatdown of the Miami Heat. That to me is like what what makes championship championships like where it's like that's fucking iconic the Giannis championship I would weigh that one Giannis championship over all of LeBron's championships I don't put him he's not even in my fucking top eight dude like like that's where I I disagree with that like to me it's just like and you know Kareem redefined what it was to be a big man to me it's like that guy changed the big man position like. People have been using that as the blueprint for many, many, many years. It wasn't really till like Dirk showed up that's like, oh wait, maybe play it a little bit different. And it's like <laughs> step behind the three. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, maybe learn to shoot a three. Like, yeah. like it was, it was until Dirk showed up. And I, I, dude, I put Dirk's one championship over LeBron's championships. Like, I value Dirk over that. Like, so to me, it's just like that. To me, is like you know whatever you want to like jumble it up or whatever but there are guys that have been better more loyal and definitely more heart than lebron cool so that's it that's yeah. all i got <laughs> nba yeah. michael jordan right yeah, yeah. michael jordan <laughs> all right and then i guess we can move on do you want to move on to nfl or do you want to go to baseball let's do baseball let's let's, let's lighten it up a little bit yeah it's, it's super bowl sunday <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah anyways after that intense yeah. <laughs> lebron bashing um Baseball, it's like one of those sports where like I've liked it for most of my life, but I haven't loved it or whatever. So I apologize for any of my picks. But growing up, I can just say this. As a Dodger fan, we had the Bakersfield Dodgers here. We were the feeder (laughs) system for the Dodgers. So I got to see fucking Mike Piazza, Eric Caros, uh, fucking Hideo Nomo. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think like all the like iconic like '90s Dodgers or whatever. Like we had them here in Bakersfield first, and it was awesome because you're like, oh man, that guy's killing it. He's gonna kill it once he gets on TV or whatever, right? Yeah. And so that was always fun to see. So it was always like like players like I just like mentioned right now. Like those are like my favorite players. But it wasn't until like Griffey became like the guy. Yeah. Like that was like my dude or whatever, right? And I was like searching long and hard, like for the ten minutes before I went to bed last night, like looking up the greatest like position players and whatnot. And like I was trying to fit Griffey in there. And I mean, yeah, he did play a little bit too hard, and like he injured himself a bunch, which took him off the trajectory, you know, to be you know the all-time home run leader and whatnot, which he was on a trajectory to be. And then like he beat up his body so bad that he, you know lowered his 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 standard or whatever but people forget also too is he's one of the only sluggers in major league history that has doesn't have like those like asterisk (laughs) steroid allegations against him if anything like he he, it it sucks in the time because it looked like he digressed while everybody like you know went about surpassed him or whatever like your sammy sosa's mark mcguire's and barry bonds or whatever yeah but history is looking more kindly on him because of that because he 
chose to stay a little bit clean. And I'm not even like an anti-steroid baseball guy, but it does say something for that. And I'm not saying that Griffey is the GOAT, but guys, I tried hard <laughs> to fit him into that GOAT conversation. Yeah, you know, that's, this is a really tough one too because like this one is one of those things where it's like, we talked about in boxing, like, could they box in any era? Could you play basketball in any era kind of thing? You know, like, in baseball, it's like, nah, not really. I'm looking at, like, ESPN's top list or whatever, and they have Babe Ruth as the number one thing. It's like, dude, put Babe Ruth right now. On Eating the hot dogs and on smoking the fucking, cigars. Like, who's, like, the top? Who, who, who won that? I don't even remember who won. Was it, like... Damn, I'm embarrassed. To the say Astros for... or somebody like I, I, it was somebody from Texas won last year. Oh, the, uh, the Rangers. The Rangers. Okay, yeah, yeah. so like, all right, shout out to Corey Seager. Yeah, yeah. Put put Babe Ruth on on the Rangers right now. <laughs> like, is he even making the team, dude? Like, <laughs> and then there's like players I kept seeing too, like Ty Cobb and all these things, and I was yeah. just like, yeah, they, these were like players that were playing before like black people were allowed before like Hispanic people like yeah. before Asians were allowed to play in the league. It was just like. White dudes that fucking smoke smoke cigars <laughs> and fucking did fucking uh, what was it hot dogs yeah. and fucking. I see Cy Young is on here, and I'm like, dude, all I know about you is that there's an award named after <laughs> you, dude. And that maybe that's just my ignorance talking. Same, dude. Like, but at the same time, I don't, I don't see it. Like, if you're pre Jackie Robinson, like, I don't even count you, dude. Like, yeah. in the goat conversation, like, I know Babe Ruth, like, that's the big name. You got a fucking candy bar named after you, and whatnot, yeah, right. John Goodman played you in a movie or Lou whatever. Garrett, it's like, oh my God, you got a disease named after you. Like, <laughs> it's tough. You know what? I, I do want to give a shout out really quickly. I'm looking at this list, right? And the the youngest active player that's on this list is Mike Trout. And I do have to give a like huge shout out to him because one, he's playing for the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles or whatever. You know, it's like it's it's the little sister team or whatever like damn it's it's the team and he's really like on he's really probably the best player in baseball like mm-hmm. right now for sure like he is the best and to me it's just like wow what a like what a way to be the anti lebron james to spend your entire career playing for the angels a team that like that has been second fiddle to the dodgers like since forever it, even when the angels were winning a world series like the dodgers were still the number one team in, in la yeah. yeah i mean to me it's just like that is actually like pretty impressive i actually do respect that i like the fact that he's not like trade me to the dodgers or something you know like to me i i'm looking at this list right here and i'm like yeah i see they got ken griffey jr they got Pedro Martinez, like they have like all these guys that, and I'm just like, yeah, Mike Trout there that comes in comes in at number fifteen. I take Mike Trout over Barry Bonds, who they have ranked at number eight. Like, mm-hmm. like to me, it's just like, like Mike Trout goes back to that 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 quote of like, give me the heart, like you know, it's just like that. Mm-hmm. That to me is is a dude that's like, like that's loyalty and heart like that that goes a long way to me in, in my in my eyes and like i think too the problem with baseball is and this is what we're going to see like in football as well is like you can say like the best player of all time but then you got to take into account like there's pitchers position players yeah. yeah position players or whatever so like when i was looking at it and i was like damn you can sit there and say yeah, babe ruth or whatever right who was a pitcher and a hitter um but um 
how many players can say that, right? Like, yeah, yeah in the National League, yeah, the 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 pitcher does hit or whatever, and I know yeah. Atani, he's going to have to do that with the Dodgers, but um, it, it, the majority of baseball's history is like you have your pitcher and then you have your position players or whatever, right, who have to be great on both ends of the ball. Uh, so pitching-wise, like I was looking over everything, and to me, like right off the top of the dome, like the best pitcher that I personally ever saw was Randy Johnson. Like he was just scary as shit. For Christ's sakes, the dude murdered a fucking pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bird fucking disintegrated or whatever. How many fucking birds did fucking <laughs> Babe Ruth disintegrate or yeah, whatever, yeah. right? Uh, so to me, it was like a Randy Johnson. But like when you get into like, you know, the meat and potatoes of it, you know, Pedro Martinez does get a lot of love. And I do remember as a kid seeing him pitch and it was just like he was just automatic or whatever, right? And then you got like a Greg Maddox and then Nolan Ryan and whatnot, right? So, I mean, those, it's important to, you know, shout those guys out as well. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really tough, dude. I, I, I'll i be honest with you. Baseball is one of those things I agree. The position. I'm looking through these. I'm like, oh, man. There's just, like, so many players. And it's such an old sport. Like, Bryce Harper came in at 94 in, like, ESPN's top 100 baseball players of but all time. But it's like Bryce Har- Harper. You put him in, like, fucking the Babe Ruth era or whatever. Like, Babe Ruth becomes second fiddle, I think, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just like, like, if you put Bryce Harper on on the Rangers, like, would that help them? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah, unquestionably, right? Or you put them on the other team, you know? This is like <laughs> fucking Tampa Bay. Yeah. You know, they're, they're fucking, that's going to help them immensely or whatever, right? But then again, it goes back to, you know, what they did or whatever, right? So I broke it down. Uh, sluggers, right? Some of the best sluggers of all time. Yeah, I mean, you got to, steroids are involved in this as well. Uh, but Barry Bonds, he's the all-time home run king, you know, single season and all-time. Uh, Hank Aaron, he doesn't get enough fucking credit, you know, as far as I'm concerned, mm. as fucking, you know, being, you know, a home run hitter. I mean, yeah, back in the day, but, like, now it's just, like, it goes all, you know, all we talk about now is, you know, Barry Bonds. Uh, Albert Pujols, you know, like, that's a guy. And I heard something crazy yesterday as I was organically listening to podcasts while I was doing uh, yard work, that Albert Pujols probably is a lot older than what he's listed at. Mm -hmm. Uh, When they brought him over, like, you know, they were like, ah, he looks about, you know, this age or whatever. But in reality, he was probably a lot older. Uh, so like he's got, he, he was beating father time a little bit or whatever. Right. But still yeah. was killing it for many years. Uh, and then obviously too, you got a rod again. Yeah, I know steroids is a factor there. Uh, but then Griffey too. And when you look at like the all time home run list, um, I was looking it up last night. I don't have it pulled up right here, but he's still, even without that, the steroid allegations or whatever, even with all the injuries or whatever, I think he finished like seven or eight on the all time home run list or whatever. Right. And so yeah. You got to give like uh, him his flowers for that. Uh, but when Tyler was supposed to come here, uh, we were talking, we had a little conversation on the phone and I was telling him, I was like, yeah, let's go over all the sports. And I think once it gets to like baseball and football, we'll kind of break it down how I'm doing right now. And he said something and I marinated on it for a while. And he said, Tony Gwynn is probably the best hitter of all time. And he threw out some crazy stat about how he faced this pitcher, this pitcher and this pitcher or whatever. And he only struck out three times in his career. And I was like, damn, that's fucking amazing. And then yeah. you look at like the percentage wise or whatever. It's just like he has one of the highest percentages, stayed with the San Diego Padres, a notoriously bad team, was owned by fucking McDonald's at one point. <laughs> Ronald McDonald was his boss. And it's like, yeah, yeah you got to give him his flowers for that as well. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it it is really tough because you could make like, I feel like I could make an argument to like Reggie Miller like being the greatest shooter of all time in NBA, and it's like, dude, revolution. Like, would we have a Re- would we have a Steph Curry if we didn't have a Reggie Miller type of thing? You know, it it is a, it, I mean, there's so many more factors than like he was really good at this one thing. Like, and I'm not saying that they're only good at one thing but reggie miller also never got the hardware i don't think he even played in the nba finals oh, he, did against the he did okay um yeah i mean like to me it's like i love reggie miller but like nobody's putting reggie miller in the goat conversation no and like i love alan iverson but no one's really putting alan iverson in the goat conversation like there's players that you can make arguments that they are very special players you know like they're very like but to me that something something happens when like one you're with that franchise for a long time and you win that championship that championship is like immortal you know yeah it's like it it does change everything but i don't know i mean baseball dude fuck dude i'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Soso was the goat. <laughs> <laughs> Which one, the white one or the black one? The, when he had like the pink skin, when he was transitioning <laughs> from. <laughs> oh shit! Um, I, I guess I mean, and then it goes into like defense too. Like, it, like again, position players come into it. Like an Ozzie Smith at shortstop, uh, Willie Mays center field, and then Barry Bonds gets listed as one of the best left fielders of all time or whatever. Mm. And I guess you got to go to me. Like you got to look at like hitting and pitching or hitting and you know fielding at the same time. I don't think I'd ever put a pitcher as the greatest player of all time unless like he was doing what Otani is projected to do is like hit like 60 home runs a game and like strike out, have an ERA of zero or whatever. Right. If you talk to most East LA Dodger fans or whatever, but Mm -hmm. until that happens, like you can't say that, but I guess you got to look at hitting and, you know, fielding or whatever. And I guess the two names that keep coming up a lot is Willie Mays and Barry Bonds. So I guess by default you got to do it, but I'm going to go with my heart here. Like if Griffey never gets fucking injured and steroids (laughs) never happens, like we're talking about Griffey as the goat. Yeah, you're you're probably right, but uh, the answer is Babe Ruth. For sure. <laughs> I have no idea. Baseball is is old and many many eras, and you know stats lie to you in this sport. So, oh man. Anyways, um, football. Football. Let's do it. Let's close it out big here. Yeah, it is Super Bowl Sunday. So, um, when you think about the greatest football of, football player of all time, who do you think of, Art? You know what? Again, the positions uh, are really tough. Like you'd be insane not to be like Tom Brady is the goat. Like I mean, Tom Brady. How many championships did he have? Seven, seven, seven rings. That's more than like any franchise <laughs> has. Like the dude, literally. Like it's hard to make an argument against him. Like he played a position that is probably the hardest position in, in all of sports. Granted, like, if you have a good O-line, you can stay healthier and stay back there for longer. But it is the highest IQ. It is, you know, it is one of those things that, like... Well, you're touching the ball in every snap, Yeah, like, you're basically controlling the offense. Like, the offense runs through the quarterback. Um, So, it is a tough one to, to go against him. I mean, I have other preferences of, like, other players that I like. I mean, if I had to be like wide, to me like wide receivers, I'd probably 
put like Randy Moss or Megatron, like those two guys are like the two dudes that that are like iconic. I'm a Bears fan. I, to me, it's like the 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 iconic of how big of a player. Like, if if you're gonna say Jordan is iconic to 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 Chicago. Walter Payton's the only other dude that's like, eh, you he might not win. Like, he might not win the, the most popular sports athlete in Chicago because Walter Payton still played in Chicago. Like, Walter Payton is that big of a deal in Chicago. And, like, to me, I agree. Like, I, it's not a dude I grew up watching, but that is a dude that, like, you cannot watch him and be like, damn, there are things that, like, physically, like, physically in, almost impossible. I mean, I saw... Uh, Adrian Peterson be probably the second closest thing I've seen to to like a man like machine type scenario with him as a running back mm-hmm. of just being a total bruiser and like but still have finesse and speed smaller dude too yeah um and then as far as like you know on defense like it's it's really really tough I mean there's so many like great defensive ends linebackers mm-hmm. corners safeties I mean I mean it's it really like when you come down to football like you, it, it sucks that with basketball it's easy it's a little bit easier because you could be like Jordan and that's it or whatever right yeah there is four other positions that you can you know lump in there but it's just like overall basketball it's it, it's easier to you know line down number one kind of thing soccer hockey kind of same mm-hmm. thing um, but with football it's like it's very pos- position specific or whatever right like if you're talking about quarterback again, like yeah, Brady on paper, your head's gonna say yeah, seven championships don't lie, and then you have to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then you win another championship with them. Like that's unheard of. Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not have a culture of winning. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> you I know agree. that's a very hard thing to do. Granted, I mean you are Tom Brady, and everybody kind of flock to you <laughs> to help you win that. But I mean, brain, my brain automatically goes to Tom Brady, but my heart like. And I've been blessed enough to see, like, you know, the remnants of, like, the 80s players like Montana, you know, you know, going into, like, the 90s with, like, Aikman, Young, Brett Favre, moving into, like, uh, you know, even, like, I hate his guts, but Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, even Patrick Mahomes, uh, Drew Brees, like, all those mm-hmm. great quarterbacks and whatnot. But to me, like, it's like, man, like, quarterback, like, when I think of, like, the position quarterback, and, like, yeah, he's won a few Super Bowls, like, I know you hate the guy, but like Peyton Manning to me is just like, yeah, that's that's. I don't a fuck. hate the guy. I thought you hated him. I don't hate Peyton Manning. I mean, I think he's annoying. I oh, think okay. he's like just like an annoying, like stereotypical, like white dude. I thought you were gonna say like Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre. Like I hate those guys. Oh no, no. But like when I think of quarterback, I'm like, yeah, it's Peyton Manning. And like when Tom Brady was winning the champion, like all those Super Bowls or whatever, right? It, it you know, he, you know, Peyton Manning was the he was the Carl Malone. He was the. Uh, uh, Charles Barkley, but even then, I feel like I'm doing him a disservice because he was better than those guys. Yeah. You know, like in at his position, it's just he had the misfortune of going up against a better team. You know, and the team beat him. It wasn't necessarily Brady beating his ass, kind of thing. So it's like it sucks because if you would have switched those two players in those two situations, would Brady be have Manning's career and would Manning have Brady's career? It's it's very possible, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't see those things for you know Aikman or. Uh, or Montana kind of thing. Like, even though Montana was labeled, like, the GOAT for a while because he had the four Super Bowls and whatnot, uh, and then before him, Terry Bradshaw and, like, Otto Graham and all these YA Tittle or whatever, but I'm not even going to consider them because that's before, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, fucking yeah. Lawrence Taylor was alive kind of yeah. thing, you know? So it's like, to me, that's where I land. It's like Brady on paper, Peyton in my heart. 
running back. Well, is you're foolish to not say like have like multiple people like Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, who like that that's crazy. Like when you look at his career, like he was playing with no offensive line. The lion, basically, like how Jordan was, like facing like yeah. <laughs> a very cheap ownership kind of thing, but was still was like on the verge of breaking Walter Payton's record, and then just decides, man, this shit's not for me anymore, and then just retires right when he's at the fucking gates or whatever, right? Wide receiver, it's almost foolish not to mention Jerry Rice as the greatest receiver yeah, of all time. I, I'd say Jerry Jerry Rice, Calvin Johnson, and Randy Moss, and Randy Moss are like the three headed like. It doesn't get better than those three guys. They are franchise-defining players. 100% agree with you on that. Uh, tight end. Um, I was talking to somebody at the gym this morning. He's a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. And I was asking him, I was like, hey, if the Chiefs win, it, uh, win the Super Bowl, does, does Patrick Mahomes, does he go down as the GOAT? He said, no, not yet. He has got to win a few more, which I agree with. Um, and I was like, what about Kelsey? Does he go down as one of the best? And he goes, well, no, he, he's got to get better than – Tony Gonzalez. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a fantastic, you know, tight end. As far as what, like yardage or? Just, I guess just overall, you know, blocking, fucking oh, receiving. Up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like Tony Gonzalez a lot. Like you have Antonio Gates. You have Tony Gonzalez. You have Gronk. You have, you know, Travis Kelsey. There's a lot of really, really good, like, tight ends, you know, all-time greats tight ends you know um but i mean i feel like at this point it's a two-man race it's gronk and it's kelsey okay and i i i don't think that like i don't think it's i don't think and then everybody else like okay. because that like they are literally the ones on their teams consistently and i think that um hold on, what's going on here um, but anyways, I would say right if 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 they win a champion if they win another ring tonight and he ends up with three, I'd say you'd probably make a really good ar- argument for Kelsey being like the greatest tight end of all mm-hmm. time. And like I'm not a Chiefs fan, I'm not trying to like you know I'm not trying to drink the Taylor Swift tea right now, <laughs> but like I mean that is like he is the number one guy on that team. Like he mm-hmm. is their number the one receiver. wide receiver. He is the tight end. He is like the the big offense if you take him out of the if he goes out play one right if he sprains his ankle vegas switches those odds like it becomes very lop lopsided and here's the thing last year when we were talking about like the super bowl he was going into last year's super bowl with a hurt back Mm-hmm. literally puts the team on his hurt back and mm-hmm. <laughs> drags them to the finish line or whatever, right? Yeah. And yeah, I know Gronk has his, like, his arm issues or whatever, and he still wins, but there was other pieces around. Like you said, with Kelsey, it's like, that's why I asked the guy at the gym who's a Chiefs fan, I was like, does Kelsey go, to, go down as the greatest tight end of all time? And he was like, yeah, he probably does because it's just like there was more on his plate to carry. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's he he is the reason why you could get rid of um not oh Tyreek Hill Tyreek Hill Tyreek Hill top 5 wide receiver in the NFL right now but you can get rid of that because Travis Kelsey is that good like Travis Kelsey is no slouch like he really he keeps your linebackers honest play after play after play like you're you cannot cheat with your linebackers you cannot cheat and it cheat. opens up for Pacheco yeah it's like Pacheco you're uh, you're kind of mediocre. Honestly, 
that team, like their wide receivers are pretty mediocre to not good. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and they're in the Super Bowl and they have a really good shot of winning tonight. Like to me, this is almost about as close to a 50, 50, like coin toss of who's going to win tonight mm-hmm. because 49ers way, way, way stacked team. Kansas City, not so stacked, but you have probably the greatest uh, quarterback playing right now. Like, this is the greatest quarterback on any football team right now is Patrick Mahomes. And you have a dude who's probably going to go down as the greatest tight end to play this game playing tonight against a stacked defense. and like Stacked a, offense. <laughs> stacked offense. And we're going to see because it's like – and they have a decent defense, uh, the, the Chiefs do. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean they have like good players, like yeah, Jones, oh yeah, but but it's like, but we're gonna see, like we're gonna really see. This is gonna be a pretty pretty intense Super Bowl to be. And my, you know, it might suck. It might end up three to forty seven. I better get this episode out before the Super yeah. Bowl starts. <laughs> but anyways, uh, stay more evergreen. I mean, when it comes down to like you know uh, DBs, you know you got Deion Sanders, safeties. You got Ronnie Lott, Ed Reed. Ed Reed. That fool was a fucking extremely underrated. Um, fucking linebackers, LT, defensive linemen. You got Reggie White, Aaron Donald. To me, like talking about the Super Bowl, like to me, like one of the like the the greatest moments in football history is like just seeing Aaron Donald get pissed off, and he looks like a fucking end boss, like in a video game, yeah. or he looks like Suge Knight getting ready to throw vanilla ice over the balcony or whatever. Like he just becomes like more machine than man. Kind of thing, and that's why I was just like, "Holy shit!" I've never seen that. I've I've seen Reggie White play in the Super Bowl. I've seen all these great players. Even like the first Super Bowl, I even had the pleasure of watching was the New York Giants with LT kind of thing yeah. sitting on my dad's lap. Never saw that at any other player other than Aaron Donald kind of thing. And then you got offensive linemen, which is not a sexy position. No, <laughs> Literally, it's, it's just a, big dudes with big guts. It kind is of thing. one of those positions that you only notice them when they're bad. You don't notice them when they're good, which is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah, is good. Yeah. 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 But I mean, you got players like, I guess, Anthony Munoz for like the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Sorry about your misfortune in there, but you're labeled as the greatest offensive lineman. And then just being a Cowboys fan, like you'd be, um, you'd be, it'd be a Sid, not to mention Larry Allen kind of thing, but then kicker. That was one of those ones where it's like, God damn, I have seen a lot of great kickers throughout the years. And I don't have a goat for that. I don't know who. I mean, Justin Tucker, amazing. Justin Tucker. I mean, every team has, like, a goat. Like, I, I'll always love Robbie Gold. Like, Robbie Gold, what he did for the Bears and the mm-hmm. 49ers. Like, mm-hmm. he's such a, like, consistent, like, dude to just show up. Uh, and dude was automatic for so, so long. Like, I... It was terrible when the Bears got rid of him after, like, one bad year. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, it it is tough. Like, I'm looking through this list, right, and I'm seeing, like, like they had, uh, who is this, Barry Sanders, uh, Joe Green, Dick Buckus, Ronnie Lott. Anthony Munoz, like, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you just really can't go wrong. Deion Sanders, like, dude, there's so many, like, great players. Otto Graham, I never, uh, (laughs) pictures are black and white. I don't know what's going on. John Elway, John Elway, I mean, dude, that staple of the 90s, bro. Like, to me, Mm -hmm. it's like that, that's, that, that is one of those really, like, iconic things. Even, like, a dude like Dan Marino just came up. It's like, dude, Dan Marino, like, like, never won a ring, but, like, still, 
pretty iconic. Like correct, yeah, iconic, iconic players. You know, um, I don't know as far as goat goat players. I mean, it it is even with all that said, it's really tough for me to go against saying like Tom Brady is the goat. Like mm-hmm. as much as I did not like Tom Brady, hundred percent, right and here. Like with you. I find him kind of annoying and kind of like douchey, like. You know, there is, there is, you know, that, you know, Duke, the school Duke or whatever, there's always, they're always been labeled as like the rich kid school or whatever. That's always what I think of when I think of Tom Brady of like those like entitled, like rich white guys, you know, and that's probably why I don't like him. And maybe that's not a fair bias. Like I'm being totally biased and unfair and all these things, but like, um, but you you look at his body of work and like really Patrick Mahomes does have a shot of like surpassing what he's done. But until he does, I mean, Tom Brady is going to be the gold standard of like, you know, all those championships for the majority of his time with one franchise. And as much as I hate to say this out loud, but it goes back to the whole Jordan thing. Like when he was in the league, nobody won kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he didn't win like seven straight Super Bowls or whatever, but Mm -hmm. it, it goes back to that fact. Like, Manning would have more Super Bowls if it wasn't for him. It's hard to say that, you know, um, other teams that were in the Super Bowl at that time, I, even the Raiders, you know, like with that whole, you know, that's when I started to hate Brady is like that Raiders game. Like it was a the tuck pass. rule. Yeah, the tuck rule and stuff like that. The Raiders had an excellent shot of winning a Super Bowl that year. You know, if they win that game, which I think they probably should, they probably would have won that year. Kind of, I think they played the Rams. I think they could have, they could have beat the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like with Jordan, it's like when you when I'm in the league, you're not getting a championship kind of thing. And I think that that's what, to me it circles back. That's what makes a goat kind of thing. Like it's like I'm winning this fucking ring. I'm winning that trophy. Yeah, yeah. Not a likable guy, but some people didn't like Jordan either. Yeah, wasn't the best person. Yeah. Thank God yeah. social media wasn't but, around. But during do the you Jordan. have a favorite football player of all time? Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. Yeah, just a consummate professional. Just would grind it out, had, like, healing powers like Wolverine. You know, would, he, I think he broke his neck at one point and then the next week. I mean, that, that's bad culture of football, but, like, broke yeah. his neck, basically uh, had a concussion, same week, came back the next week and beats, like, the fucking Washington Redskins and shit. So, yeah, I, I fucking love Emmett Smith. Man. Um, also, five foot seven. I'm, a, I'm an inch taller than him, so. I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite. I guess, honestly, I'd probably say Walter Payton. I just think that dude's like most intense player, like not my era, but still like hmm. intense. I guess if I got to be like in my era, I'd probably say Devin Hester. Like I love Devin Hester. I loved what Brian Erlacher did. Like it, hmm. it is, that was like a sweet, those like early two thousands Chicago bears were like a really sweet era for me where it was like, they made a Super Bowl. Like, you know, like it was, it was a very, very like nice time. But yeah, I'd probably say like, probably say, that even like Matt Forte was cool for me, but like yeah, I'd probably say Devin Hester. Devin Hester's probably my favorite. First ballot favorite, Hall of Famer. favorite player. Not not first ballot actually. Oh he, really? Yeah, it's like uh even though he's the greatest player at his position of like a kick returner, it's like how are you not a first ballot player? Well he did kick it, he got in and that edged out Antonio Gates. <laughs> I guess. But is Antonio Gates the greatest at his position? Like it's just to me it's and that's just, that's a me, that's a good yeah. To me a good it's point. like it's a dumb thing where it's like you have kickers in the the thing or whatever. Like you have punters, you have all these people that are in but it's like 
when the greatest at his position comes up, like, like there is no like debate at that. Like who is the greatest kick returner of all time? It's not even like, well, the second guy has seven touchdowns and like this dude has 17. And it's like, it's not even close. Like it's like, and it's like not even just the ones that didn't go all the way. Like the dude was just like remarkable. I'm just saying that's yeah. a Nick picky type of argument, but yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. No, cause I, I bring that up cause I was listening to ESPN radio and they brought that up, like, how is Antonio Gates not a first ballot Hall of Famer? And then they were going down, well, who gets kicked off kind of thing. Yeah. And everyone kind of was like, well, sorry, Devin Hester, you have to be out if yeah. we put uh, Antonio Gates in. But unfortunately, that's not how the cookie crumbled. Yeah. Hester's going also, in this he's year. Not the, we just, I just made an argument of, like, five players that are better at his position than he is. And then it's not a disrespect. Didn't he die last year, too, or something? No, I think Antonio Gates is still with us, sir. Oh, really? <laughs> Are you serious? I, I don't know. Let's check. I think he died. I think you're thinking about Junior Seau. No, I think Antonio Gates died. Before we sign off, we need to figure this and... out. We don't kill Antonio Gates now. No, I mean, rest in peace, Antonio Gates, but I'm pretty sure you're dead. Antonio Gates. He is, so that means he is still alive. He is 43 years old right now. And Who he's am I residing. thinking? I was thinking of another dude from the Chargers. Probably Junior Seau, dude. No, it wasn't Junior Seau. Who's their big wide receiver that they had? Oh, fuck. I think I know what you're talking about. He was banging Tila Tequila for a time, yeah. Maybe. Recent San Diego Charger death. Oh. It says, former Charger Lions linebacker Jesse Lemonier. No, not that one. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. I, yeah. Antonio Gates, I hope you don't die this year. Yeah. <laughs> don't put that bad voodoo on fucking Art. But Art, with that said, do you have anything else? Uh, that's it. Tell your mommy a boo-boo too. Shout out to Jackman. Shout out to Warren. That's all I got. Cool. So if, if that said, guys, uh, I'm, I can't wait. Vincent Jackson. That's right. Vincent, Vincent Jackson, Jackson. yeah, I was 38 years old. I almost said Mike Evans for some reason, but I knew that was wrong, so that's why I kept my mouth shut. I knew it was somebody. Vincent yeah, Jackson, you're right. sorry. 100% right, yeah. Anyways, rest in peace, Vincent Jackson. Uh, with that said, guys, I am anxious to hear your GOAT debates uh, from all of you, so hit us up on all the social medias, at Art and Jacob Do America, except for Twitter or X, whatever we're calling it now these days. Uh, hit us up at Art and Jacob Do A1, because sometimes, sir, that is just how a steak is done. So for shout-out to all the people doing steaks for Super Bowl Sunday, I envy the fuck out of you. I just don't have that time or energy this week, so we're getting wings top. But anyways, guys, if you want to help support this podcast, guys, head on over to Patreon, where nine times out of ten, uh, the Patreon episodes are better than the actual episodes that you're hearing for free. So if you love us here, you'll or if you like us here, you'll love us over there. I guarantee it. Uh, so hit us up over there. Donate $1, $2, $3, help. Good Jesus Gutierrez. He donates $15 a week, or a month, I should say. What a baller, dude. I know, man. God bless him and all the things that he does. So uh, do that, or just do a dollar. I don't care. But you'll get a bonus episode every every single week. And if you want to help support us in any other way, guys, head on over to the website at orangejacobdoamerica.com. Check out the merch links where we currently have four designs up for your purchasing pleasure. And it's not so much to help us monetarily as we probably see a couple cents from every purchase made over there, but it's more or less to help promote the podcast. So if you're out shopping for chicken wings uh, for Super Bowl Sunday or you're buying some French dip sandwiches or whatever the fuck you're doing in your lifetime, uh, if you're wearing an Orange Jacob Do America t-shirt, somebody in that checkout line or out and about seeing you around will say, hey, that's a new podcast. Let me check that out. It'll help increase our numbers, help increase our listenership, 
maybe help support our our Patreon or whatever it does, whatever, right? Yeah. But it helps a long way in supporting this podcast, guys. Uh, if you want to hear other great podcasts, guys, check out podbelly.com where we are official members of the Podbelly Network. So check out other great podcasts such as the World Famous Sofa King Podcast where they do not talk about sports. Uh-huh. We get labeled as a knockoff of last podcast on the left and Sofa King Podcast, but fuck that. We talk about sports, religion, and politics. Mm-hmm. But fuck that. But anyways, check them out. They do an excellent job at what they do. Uh, but also check out Hillbilly Horror Stories, Robots Rise, Paranormal Punchers, and Ectoplasm. But with that said, guys, it's time to order Wingstop because I know it's going to take fucking three or four hours for them to get our yeah, order dude. and shit. So get it in now. Get it in now. So we'll check that out. But anyways, go Chiefs. Fuck the 49ers. Goodbye and good night. God damn it, Tyler. Set your fucking alarm now. <laughs>